Welcome to Main Thing Radio with Robert Fountain, pastor of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach, in Miami Beach, Florida. Join us as Robert teaches through God's Word. home tired on a Sunday night especially and a lot of times don't tell her I said this okay this is our secret but I come home on Sunday night after you know four services Spanish service get home around usually 9 30 or 10 o'clock on Sunday night and I just kind of flop down on the sofa in front of the television and usually my daughter's talking to me in one ear my wife is talking to me in the other ear and, and I'm nodding and saying yes a lot you know what I mean I'm not hearing a whole lot of what they're saying God wants to talk to you It's easy to relegate the speaking God to the times of Scripture and think that He simply doesn't work that way anymore. But as Pastor Robert explains in today's message, that's not true. God is still speaking through His Word as well as His Holy Spirit. And if you take the time to quiet your heart and mind, you will start to hear Him. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. And here's Pastor Robert in Hebrews chapter 3 with today's message. If I know how to have a relationship, if I desire that kind of interaction, if if I want to know their hearts and I want them to know my heart, how much more? Am I reading too much into it? I don't think so. I think that's a biblical statement. I think God still wants relationship. But, But more importantly, see, the Bible tells us this New Testament passage, quoting from an Old Testament passage, clearly indicates to us that God is still speaking to those who are listening. Okay, if you would hear his voice, it, I mean, doesn't that imply that he's still talking? If you would hear his voice today, don't harden your hearts. Sure, it's a clear indication. It's still possible to hear his voice. He wants you to hear his voice. He does still speak to those whose hearts are open to listen. But see, that that's the that's the key. You have to make the decision that you're going to obey what he tells you. You're not really listening. You're not really listening to God unless there's been that decision in your heart that whatever He tells me, I need to do. Whatever instructions He gives me, I need to follow. He's God and I'm not, and it just makes sense. See, otherwise, you're not, you're not really listening. Otherwise, you're not really listening. You're kind of like, like me, you know, when I come home tired on a Sunday night especially, and a lot of times, don't tell her I said this, okay, this is our secret. But I come home on Sunday night after, you know, four services, Spanish service, get home around usually 9.30 or 10 o'clock on Sunday night, and I just kind of flop down on the sofa in front of the television. And usually my daughter's talking to me in one ear, my wife is talking to me in the other ear, and, and I'm nodding and saying yes a lot. You know what I mean? I'm not hearing a whole lot of what they're saying. Now, in all fairness, Elizabeth understands, my wife understands. I'm, I'm, on Sunday night, I'm exhausted. I'm not able, really, to, to pay attention. You know, but if I do that on Monday, 
That's a problem, right? Why? Because she, she wants relationship with me. God built us this way deliberately. You see what I'm saying? If God designed you this way deliberately, well, then why would he, why would he back off? He wouldn't back off. No, he's still talking. There's nothing in the Bible that implies that God went mute after he gave us the Scriptures. But there's an awful lot in the Bible that tells us you need to pay attention. And you need to listen to him with an open heart. You need to, you need to be actually in agreement with him. You know, understanding that he's God and you're not. His plan is perfect and your plan is not perfect ever. You might come close, but you're never going to nail it. But he nails it every time. His plan is always perfect. Well, listen to this. Romans 8.14 says, As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. What does that say? As many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. See, here's the the question. Are you actively seeking to be led by God day by day? Are you actively seeking, you know, Lord, I want you to lead me. I want you to be the one. I want your perfect will. I want your plan. If not, are you really his child? Now, if that scares you just a little bit, good. Because all you have to do is say, okay, I get it. I'm not, I haven't been doing this. But from this day forward, I want to know your plan. I'm submitted to, you know, apparently I've known a lot about you, but maybe I haven't known you like I thought. And so I want to know you. I want, I want, to, I want to hear from you. I want you to lead me. It's easy to, it's easy to correct this. Because he wants it for you. Second thing, Jesus in John 16, 13, John chapter 16, verse 13, Jesus promised us this. He said, he's talking about after he would be ascended back to the Father, you know, after the resurrection, and he was going back to the Father, and he had promised he was going to send the Holy Spirit. He said, however, when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. What is he saying? Jesus was specifically saying that the Holy Spirit wants to talk to you about some stuff. The Holy Spirit will teach you about all truth. The Holy Spirit himself wants to speak into your life. That's what Jesus promised us in John 16, 13. In Luke chapter 12, verse 11, he says, Now when they bring you to to the synagogues and the magistrates and authorities, do not worry about how or what you should answer or what you should say. For the Holy Spirit will teach you in that very hour what you ought to say. See, he wants to be directly involved in your day-to-day life. He wants you to be listening for his input, his instruction, his guidance. Because he always gets it right. I mean, wouldn't that be cool? I mean, what if, what if you never, ever, ever made a mistake? What if you saw everything perfectly? You understood everything perfectly. You knew that, that every piece of advice, every little tidbit of counsel and wisdom that you offered was 100% accurate. Wouldn't it be frustrating that people wouldn't listen to you? You know what I mean? Every, he, never, he never makes a mistake. He sees everything. He gets everything right. He just wants you to be the beneficiary of this perfect wisdom that he has, this perfect plan that he has. He just wants us to listen. Now, now, one little caveat. See, you need to understand that we do have the Bible, right? We know that it is reliable and it is the Word of God. So he's never going to say anything to you that's in conflict with the Scriptures. He won't give you instruction or guidance or anything that contradicts what he has already said. If you know that, it's really helpful because it can help you to, to be discerning. You know, a lot of times, um, 
people come and, you know, and, and like, what do you think about this? You know, do you think, you know, I mean, I'm seeking the Lord about this. What should I do? And, and, and when they tell me what it is, it's like, well, you don't have to seek the Lord about that. He wrote about that already. He already wrote that down. You just need to read what he said. That's, it's already black and white. And, and again, when, when some, maybe somebody comes to you, hey, you know, I want to share something with you. I think the Lord maybe has given me a word to, to share with you. And then they share something with you that's, that's in conflict with the Scriptures. Well, then that's not from the Lord. They're just confused or whatever. Or maybe in a prayer time, you, you, you know, you're saying, listen, it won't conflict with the Bible. That guidance from the Lord, it won't conflict with the Bible. He, didn't, he doesn't change his mind. He doesn't change at all. He won't contradict himself. But he will speak to you. He will speak to you if you'll listen. If you'll listen with your heart. In other words, don't harden your heart and ignore His instruction. When I was 20 years old, I made a decision. You know, I had been through some stuff already. Some of you know the story. You know, by the time I was 20, I had shot a girl in the face. It was an accident, but nonetheless, we went through some stuff. Then, you know, horrible, horrible school experience. And, and then married and divorced already by the time I was 20 years old. Didn't, didn't know the Lord, didn't have any relationship with the Lord, but, you know, I'd been a doper, I'd, I'd just, uh, such a mess. And then the, my family had a, had a business, it melted down, and, and we went broke, we lost everything. And I remember laying there in this house that we had moved into that had no running water, no electricity, laying there in my bed, my whole world is in chaos, and everything that I thought was stable and reliable was gone. It'd been, it just shattered. And I started, you know, Praying, God, I don't know what to do. This is this really the way it is? I mean, it, you know what? What is stable? What is reliable? What is true? And and I dug out my Bible, thinking maybe I'll find something in there that's actually you know going to be helpful and and it'll it'll encourage me and give me some hope. And 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 I opened it up, and you know what I discovered? What I discovered was that God says you either trust Him completely or you're not trusting Him at all. And, and as I grappled with that, I realized, wow. That, that, that really, that has some serious implications for my life. That means there's some things I'm going to have to stop doing. Some things I'm not ready to stop doing. That means I'm going to have to wait until I get married. I'm never going to get married again. God, I don't think I ever want to do that again. So does that mean i got to be celibate for the rest of my life? I'm not ready. For- I closed the book. I closed the book. I made a conscious decision of my will to choose physical pleasure, self-indulgence over God. Dumb decision. See, I thought he was going to hold out on me. His love is the main thing. His love is the main thing. The book of Hebrews contains a unique passage that is many times referred to as the Hall of Faith. This section gives us a synopsis of people who followed their Creator without knowing the end result, or with having each step laid out for them. It wasn't easy, and these icons of trust were definitely not without flaw. God used them, though, to accomplish great things in their time, and to set in motion pockets of kingdom work that would continue to change lives for countless generations to come. Did you know that you too can be counted in God's Hall of Faith? Today, you can choose to place Jesus first in your life. Even if you don't know where the road is leading, faith isn't easy. But Jesus is the greatest guide. 
We're so glad you tuned in to Main Thing Radio today, and we'd like to tell you how you can listen to more of Pastor Robert's messages. Here's Tracy to share how you can subscribe to our podcast. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God. Subscribe to the Main Thing Radio podcast to enjoy messages like you heard today, anytime, anywhere. Simply log on to MainThingRadio.com and click on the podcast button. Thanks, Tracy. And thank you for listening to today's edition of Main Thing Radio.